Episode 3, Revenge of the Podcast. The conclusion to the epic trilogy. Hello and welcome to episode 37 of Triangle Squared. I am your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me, Mr. Saw Bridges, bringing you a lucky number 37. Saw. Yes, sir. It is Wednesday. It is. Right? And we Super. haven't recorded since last Wednesday. So the schedule feels right, but it also feels wrong. Yeah, it does. It, 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 it feels like it's been a week since we've done it, but it's also on such a weird day. It doesn't even going, feel like Wednesday to me because well, my weekend basically starts tomorrow night. That's true, yeah. You know what's going weird? Going to PSX, whoop, whoop. What's weird is that it's going to be such a long time gap that we've never done on the show before in which it has been from this Wednesday to next Saturday when we film again. I yeah. technically did it because of those scheduling conflicts I had for episode whatever episode was, 12 or 13, but super weird. Yeah, that's true. But, Saul, before we get all the way into it, let's tell these people that we are Triangle Squared. If this is your first time joining us, we are a PlayStation podcast, and you can find us on YouTube in video format and SoundCloud and other places that are podcast services around the world. Not Spotify. The spherical world, Saul. Almost everything. Or the flat world, whatever you're into. It's a flat world. Um, Very flat. But we post every Monday at 12 p.m. PST, 10 a.m. Nope. nope. Other way, 12 nope. p.m. Yep. <laughs> CST, <laughs> Central like, Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Yep. And then if you That's live right. in another time zone, I don't know because I don't really know the GMT plus symbols and things. So if you live in the UK, which I know a lot of you do, thank you for putting up with me speaking as if we're just all in America. But hey, you know what? That's what you're, what you're conditioned to. Or at least us, you know, Americans. That, are. Yeah, we're... But not familiar with any oh, other that's a beautiful zones. looking watch. I really like that. Show that to the camera there. Thank you. It, did, look, it even shows up. That's you know what? That's nice. Yeah, it is my Android. Where you, look, you look fancy. My, thank you. It's my Aces and Watch Three. It's my little Christmas gift to myself. You gotta love those. Those are good. I do. And this is this is it this year. I, and I love it so far. Okay. Well, Saul. Yes, sir. Another weird week. Super weird week. This, and you've been gone, so I know a little bit of what you're playing because we talked about it just a second ago. Because my interests are somewhere in that area as well. Right. What have you been playing, good sir? And well, what have you been playing it on? Because I know it's you know not you ain't you ain't been exclusive. You ain't been loyal. No, not really. I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles Two on the Switch, and it is a fantastic game. I'm really, really enjoying it right now, and I think that uh, if you own a Switch, this is a good game to buy for it. I've been playing it exclusively in handheld mode, and I've been having a blast. Um, yeah. So you were talking so exclusively in handheld mode. So if you you've not. I've never once docked the just, even just to Chronicles see what it looks too. like. No, okay, no. I mean, I can when I go home and try it out because it is so seamless that you dock, look at it, pick it back up, and play it. But um, it's super good. It's as it's little ups and downs, but it's mainly full of ups. The downs come from spotty voice acting here and there, and um, which is almost like a staple in JRPGs. In JRPGs so. Yeah, it started off slow, which is another staple in JRPGs. Um, I'm four hours in, and I'm kind of getting to the regular combat system because I'll, I'm not by myself. I'll give it this though. For JRPGs do tend to start slow, but I also think they tend to make you care a little more about the characters. Oh yeah, dude. I'm really invested in the characters. Then then some games. Some games move quickly, but they move so quickly that you don't feel like you get that weird pacing of like downtime with the character and then seeing the character in a situation where there's actually like, you know, strife 
and hard skip. And then it, it's weird, but I, I re- feel like you connect with the character on more levels because you get to see him a little more. Yeah. Some games pace out just well enough. Uh, going to toot its horn again, but Infinite Warfare is a perfect example of that, in my opinion, of where the game gives you just enough of it, it stays the action that you expect a Call of Duty game to be, to be honest. Yeah. It, it, it gives you that, but it gives you so many moments with the characters, either one on one with each other or like a smaller group. And it focuses on these characters very specifically. And it gives you them in like vulnerable situations and action packed situations. And it makes you care more about the characters, which is why I liked Infinite Warfare so much. It was, it felt different from all the other Call of Duties, specifically in the way it handled characterization. Yeah. And character building, really, you know. And uh, one of my big things is is that, almost fell off the table, but one of my big things is that humor in games typically allow me, or not allow me, but it, it's kind of a better way for me to bond with the characters. Absolutely. And humor. JRPGs are quirky. Exactly, and that's what it is. It's quirky. I love the characters. I love the, uh, you know, the character design in this game's uh, really, really good. Um and One thing that I noticed, and I don't know, that, I know that you probably didn't because I don't think me either of us had a Wii U at the time, but I know Dylan did, or I had a Wii U, but I just ended up skipping it for some reason. This game is very tonally different than what they showed with Xenoblade Two. You mean Xenoblade? I'm mean, sorry, Xenoblade uh, Chronicles. Chronicles. Is that what it was? Yeah, it's. It's. I'm pretty sure it's called Xenoblade. Well, hold on, Chronicles. there was, there was well, a second Xenoblade. Well, there's. Hold on. Is, w- it, is it? Was it Xenoblade Chronicles X? Is no, that what it was? No, the Wii U game. Just, I think it's, yeah, I know what you're talking well, about. Well, yeah, but the first Xenoblade was on Wii. And it Wait. was Xenoblade Chronicles. I think it was Xenoblade Chronicles X is the Wii U game. Yeah, Xenoblade Chronicles is the Wii game. I didn't know they remade it for Wii U. No, it wasn't a remake. It was a completely different game. Are you sure? Yeah. There it is. Oh, yeah. It, look how tonally different than that it looks. This one, the, the newest one, so Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, I mean, sorry, Xenoblade 2, looks... Way more what I actually expect out of a JRPG, and it kind of has that anime-style look to the characters and kind of, I don't know, it, it reminds me of what you see in, but better animated than what you see in, like, the, uh, uh, oh, Lord, what are they called? The Tales games. Yeah. Um, whereas Xenoblade Chronicles X looks like it was aiming for a much more realistic approach. It's weird. I completely forgot about that game. Yeah, that game, it looks super cool, especially the mechs, but... Yeah, I, I actually was it, interested never, in it, but I never got around to it. I wonder if that's if that'll be a game we see come back around. I hope it does. I hope the, both the original Xenoblade does too, even though it's on New 3DS or whatever. Never played it, never really thought about playing it a oh whole yeah, lot. Oh yeah, I forgot it was. Yeah, so and I heard it's really, really good. I actually hear the combat in that game people prefer more than two. So I don't have anybody to compare it to or anything to compare it to, but it's super, it is super fun. Um, other than that, though, I've put in a couple hours on Persona 5, and um, I've put in a couple more hours on World War II. Okay. So that's that's really been about it, I think, this week. I don't think now, I've, World War II, you still haven't beat the campaign? Still Just haven't multiplayer, right? Yeah, I'm still on like, the second mission, I think. Okay, yeah. The I remember you started it, but you're like really early. Right? Well, like, yeah, and it, the, uh, the multiplayer, it's all about finding out what guns I like the best. And so far, I'm in that kind of still new game feel where I am going from gun to gun, trying different guns with different attachments, and it's super fun because it's like experimenting. That's where me and you differ, because I will not play a game online until I beat the story. The only exception to that rule has been Advanced Warfare, because I started playing the campaign, got about halfway through it, just got really bored, but I'd already played the multiplayer at Blaze's house just really lightly passing when I didn't even think I was going to get the game, and I liked it. So I just went ahead and was like, I normally don't do this, but I'm going to jump in. Yeah. I normally use the campaign to figure out what gun I like. Because you like it based off of 
like general feel and like yeah, and clip from, size and things like that. You, you know you get to me, like it. Yeah, I can never I can never tell that until I get in multiplayer. I guess because damage output's different in multiplayer, obviously. It, you know? Yeah, I'll say that might be a contribution, but I think it's more so of the handling of the gun and figuring out because people in campaign they typically don't have sporadic movements or That's I don't true. think I've ever seen an NPC in a Call of Duty game crowd shot me. <laughs> so well, crouch shotting is also BS. Or drop shotting, drop crouch drop shotting, shotting whatever, that's what yeah. it is. Yeah, but no, if you if you drop shot, you ain't real. You ain't got skill. That's 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 super rare in this game. I've only been I've only had it happen to me twice, and I used to be really good but at doing you, it. You know why? Because the guns in World War II were so heavy. How, I don't know if that's, that's true. A, I'll say that's a good. That, I mean, I'm but sure how, they're heavy how, now. How you, how, well, I mean, they, it's not they're not wood. Well, yeah, but they but they make guns out of like lighter materials. Yeah, now, they, so. there there's a there. I know there's varies or not varies. And uh, considering that the last few Call of Duties have been futuristic, who knows what they make guns out of in the future? Maybe they're super light. Yeah, I know. I do know that the guns nowadays they they are aver- like it's an advertising point to make sure that people know they're light. Um, but more yeah, comfortable to hold. That's true. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I don't think there's anything else I've played. Um, I kind of showed off my switch to everybody, and we like I showed everybody Super Mario Odyssey. And I showed everybody um, so family, right? Sonic, uh, yeah, Sonic Mania, and that was super fun because my older brother, who got me into gaming, who you know, if it wasn't for us having a SNES in the house, I wouldn't have gotten into game, or I would have gotten much later on. But um, I remember he uh, he actually remembered how to do a couple moves in Super Mario sixty four and Odyssey because they share the same control scheme, so that was super cool. But other than that, uh, not much. Like that, we dabbled in those games. I got you. So you kind of just had your Switch as more of the, the family WoW accessory. Kind of like what PSVR is for a lot of people. Like, hey, come over and try PSVR. Kind of, sort of, yeah. I took it for the road trip up there. And I didn't play Xenoblade on the way up there. And I remember, like, we were talking about, like, Nintendo in some form or fashion. And then RC brought it up. My older brother, he brought it up and was like, uh, what do they have now? Like the Super Game Boy or something? And I was like, I got it upstairs. You want to go get it? And he's like, yeah. And I kept calling it a Switch, and he kept saying, what? Like, he he, like he understood what it was, but every time I told him, like, I'm going to go get the Switch, it wouldn't register properly in his mind because that is such an odd name for a console for somebody who hasn't played a video game in probably 10 years. That's true. It just, uh, what? You're going to yeah. get a Switch? Am I supposed to whoop you? <laughs> That's a Southern thing, y'all. If you're not from, uh, looking at I say y'all behind it. So, yeah. yeah, if you're not from the South... Uh, Alabama gamers, they know what they know what we're talking about. Probably, they so. know probably better than we do. <laughs> and people get their panties in such a bunch nowadays; it'll probably be considered a form of child abuse. You know, I, I bet you Alabama gamers are friends with RJ Loki. <laughs> oh yeah, because RJ's from Alabama. I forgot about that. <laughs> All right, enough sticking on RJ. him. Uh, Saul, that's good to know. Uh, what I, have you been playing though? I was going to say, don't, don't have, leave us hanging. I have become. I, I, I've played a Carpenter's uh, Simulator 2017. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Putting up cabinets. It's it's really it's probably the most realistic VR game I've played. You know, uh, I really felt like I was in there in that kitchen tearing down the old cabinets and putting the new sheetrock and hanging the new cabinets up. Uh, so ten out of ten. I mean, I, I'm more immersed than I've ever been in a video game. Uh, VR. It's a PSVR exclusive, uh, so you know you gotta wear the. Did you say you have to wear the helmet? Uh, yeah, you the, actually, the helmet, the helmet, the yes. headset, the headset. Uh, can you imagine me actually in my kitchen, like trying to work with the headset? I mean, it wouldn't look nearly <laughs> as good as it does right now. I know that for sure. Well, thank I'll you, walk Saul. in there and it'll be all lopsided. Yeah, all kinds of different. It looks ways. pretty good. You know what? I make a good makeshift carpenter. It is really, because, yeah. It did look really good. Uh, there was drywalling and stuff. So yeah, I barely played any games. I played uh, the division with Ryan, but I think that was this. Honestly, dude, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm losing my mind this week because I've been literally working, 
at, like I've been going to work and then I've been coming back and working on this cabinet crap and pulling down the old ones and repatching crap and re-putting up sheetrock. So with all that being done and all the patchwork I've been having to do. It's something like that. I know that since it's a, it's currently a single person income, something like that though, I would have paid somebody to do. <laughs> oh yeah. And there's absolutely no way I can afford to pay. Yeah. Somebody to I know right car- like carpentry is expensive when it comes to kitchen stuff like yeah. that. So I would have, I would have definitely shelled out the dough. To not have to do that. It looks pretty good. I'm proud of myself. That's true, too. It does look really, really good. uh, It's not something I could do, though, because I suck at anything with hammer and nails. I'm a YouTube carpenter. So, you know, I can. I still would suck with anything. Like, I could do that with cars. Like, I can watch YouTube and figure out how to do something. Like, I've replaced a strut on my car before because of YouTube. And I've replaced, like, I learned how to do an oil change on Annie's car, which is simple, but it's like. Yeah. It took me five minutes to do it instead of 30 trying to figure out where the oil pan's at and stuff. So, it made it super easy. Yeah, um, so, but outside of doing, you know, Carpentry Simulator 2017, uh, I did get around to playing, like I said, The Division with Ryan, but I don't know if that was... It's been since we last recorded. I know that much. Yeah, so maybe not, um, not since we've talked. And we're leaving you behind, man. We're level 14. I think we're ready to go into the dark zone. So uh, My character's level 13. Well, your normal character, the one you started with us? Have you been no, playing by yourself or no, your other character? My other character. I'll jump in with that other character. Look at that. It works. So we'll be... So yeah, Ryan, we're going to do that up, soon. Um, technically... He says it's the best time to jump into the dark zone and his experience. So we're going to do that. And then dark zone is super fun with people. Yeah, I played a, a little. I played actually a lot, a lot more of Dot Hack. That's been my. If I'm gaming, that's normally what I'm doing. So, but because I've been tired and getting finished working, I'm normally laying down and watching TV, which is rare for me. But hey, I've been enjoying it. It's been all right. So yeah, I've been watching a lot of Seventh Heaven lately. I've been it's watching. I've been jam. watching uh, Jesse the bitch Pinkman. Um, <laughs> not really, Aaron Paul. Yeah, um, and I don't know if you've checked that. It's a Hulu show called The Path, and it's like don't cult, have Hulu cult stuff. It's pretty interesting. I like it actually. I do it's like the cult stuff though. That's that's one reason I'm super excited. It's for like Far him. Cry 5. It's like him having doubts about a cult, like, or something that in is he in the cult? Uh, yes. So he's okay. So and having doubts about the belief system, and it's technically not a cult. They don't view themselves as a cult, but everyone else does. Well, that's all the cults in the yeah, world. Exactly. Man. It's it's exactly how it goes. There's a there's a. There's no, I'm a, not going to spoil that for anybody, but. The Path, Aaron Paul, Two Seasons, Hulu. It's pretty good. I'm surprised. I, I'm normally a pretty big critic. But I plan on playing a lot, Saul, in this plane ride. Uh, sadly, I have to drive to Dallas. I might let Blaze do it, but he doesn't drive a stick shift every day, so who knows. Um, I mean, once you get into, what, well, how many gears you got? Five? Six? six. six. Once you get a sixth gear, you're good for like <laughs> 250 miles. Unless someone goes to wreck in front of you now. He's, he's fine. I mean, even sure. then, it's... Uh, but yeah, I plan on playing Salt and Sanctuary. I'm going to start that back up. I never did get around to... Really diving into, I hate you, Saul. Why'd you do that? I don't anyway, think nobody cares. Anybody cares. I care. Uh, I'm probably going to get around to trying out Downwell again. And I'm thinking, since I really like SteamWorld Dig 1, I'm going to try out SteamWorld Dig 2, which looks like it's actually trying to be a direct sequel. From what I saw in the art, it looks like the main character is a, a sub-character from the first game. That's interesting. That is super interesting. So yeah, I'm probably going to do that. I have plans for that, but then PSX is going to be pleasure and business altogether. I've uh, been prepping on that all week, uh, and then i got to pack when we're done with this so I can get ready and just come home, sleep tomorrow, and then leave at 1 in the morning, which is awful. So, so are you so, off tomorrow? No, I'm off Friday and Monday. Oh, so you actually... I don't leave until 1 a.m. Friday morning. Okay, you just said you're home, You're going to sleep tomorrow, which may be... No, as soon as I get off work, I'm coming home and sleeping. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, but I don't not really, because you got like six hours... Birthday party stuff, and my wife apparently came out of the blue with her parents, so... Okay, yeah, that's true too. Whatever, we'll see. I got to do that, then come home and sleep, and I got to try and see my daughter a little bit before I go because I'm gonna miss her. Right, is Hannah not going this year? Is it just you? To PSX? Yeah. No, absolutely. Didn't she go not. last year? No. Me and Blaze went. 
So it's the repeat. Oh, I guess this I year. thought. Yeah, I guess I thought for you gonna come next went. year, Saul. No ifs, ands, or buts. No, my new my, my New Year's resolution is to get a job that's nine to five with weekends off. Yeah, I got you. I'll do whatever I can, even if I have to go back to uh, go to college and get my criminal justice degree, which is something I actually thought about doing. Saul, most New Year's resolutions fail. <laughs> okay, how about this then? My main New Year's resolution is to become a millionaire, and then I will. Get out of retail. I'm, I'm so, digging that one more. You know, we did talk about you becoming a drug dealer. Uh, yeah, I do it every day at work, kind of. So, <laughs> Slinging them pills. Yeah, you need um, some pills. I got you. Just bringing a piece of paper with a doctor's authorization. So what do you want to talk about? Um, So we do got some interesting reader mail. This topic, um, I don't know how we're going to title it, but we really don't have this episode, not this topic, but this episode doesn't really have a topic. I thought it'd be fun. I got over here and we talked about it for a second about what the topic could be. And, you know, I was just like, what if we didn't have one? Like, what if we just kind of talked back and forth? And I thought that would be super interesting. I did get some really good reading mail questions, though. Right now we have two of them. Let me refresh this real quick. We might have three. Well, um, and you got to, are you counting uh, No Fates as reader mail? No, I'm going to actually count that as one of the main segments of the show. Sure. I do like that one. Because is, uh, it is something that I could definitely um, talk about for a while. But Alabama Gamers asked us, our favorite food to eat while gaming Gaming and go. I guess that just means a convenient meal to eat no matter what. One more gaming or going. And he says, Saul's breakfast burritos are already legendary. That they are. That I, think, is, I think he was asking, like, eat while gaming and go. Ah, that could also mean that. that that's about context clues there. Yeah. I'm, I'm bad at them. Yeah, you are bad at them. So he says Saul's breakfast burritos that have been mentioned already are legendary. They, th- those are. I almost feel like I've seen this question, but I don't know why we would have talked about your breakfast burritos Somebody's before. talked about them before. I don't know who it was, but somebody has brought them up before. They are legendary. It may have been about your gold headset when you were talking about walking away from your console and having That's that. right. I made my breakfast burritos in a party chat. Yeah, I can't remember. That was anyway, last episode, actually, boy, when four, we were talking about party chat. Woo. But, uh. Oh, Lord. We got to share a code with this diehard question. Okay, hold on. Let me let me answer this, though. If I'm going to eat something, I don't typically try to eat while I'm playing video games. What I typically do is, since my uh, computer and my PS4 are L'd together, like an L shape, you know, like a desk, L'd together. <laughs> but um, I typically will... They're on the same workstation. They're on the same workstation. I will typically stop whatever I'm playing, and then I'll turn my chair to my computer and eat something while i'm watching youtube or anything um but what i if i was playing a game like destiny or something it's late at night um and i am really really hungry or it's just i need a snack i would try to do pretzels is my big thing because they don't leave greasy fingers for the most part yeah that's so i can point. eat those and not have to worry about my fingers um i love cheese sticks which is oh, wait, to, you, to some people that's like, like pe- a, peeled cheese sticks. Yeah, to some people oh, that's a, so good. String well, cheese. I just I just pop open the thing and I just, and just take it. a bite. I yeah. know, but I like them both ways. Sometimes I'll do a couple of strands just to have the fun with the string cheese, and then just eat the rest of it. Like okay, yeah. It's all done. And see, I, I I typically will only eat those pull apart. But if I'm playing a game, it'll be just I'll you know take a chunk out of it. But what my real main go-to thing is, and I'm, I'm running kind of low, and it's not been something I've always done, is peanuts. And I'll have salted peanuts next to me, and I will eat an entire can of that. <laughs> what are you looking at me like that for? I said peanuts. I didn't say nothing about salted nuts next to me. I, no, it's the scary movie thing where it's like, when he... <laughs> It's Kevin Hart. He reaches over Anthony Anderson, and he's like, "Is this the first one?" No, it's going okay, to be I've three seen, or four. I've never seen any of them. It's making movies. fun of uh, Brokeback Mountain. He leans over there in the tent, and he leans over, and you see the camera. Like, you can't see what he's doing, but it looks like he's grabbing the dude. Oh. He's, like, he's like, "Man, calm down. I was grabbing some penis." And then he pulls a bag of peanuts out, so it looks like it, it's oh. great. 
Um, yeah, like peanuts, yeah. pretzels, uh, uh, string cheese, and anything. So where'd the peanut thing come from? Roadhouse at one night where you got some, brought them home? No, like I've always enjoyed eating like peanuts. Um, so I'm a big fan of cashews. I like cashews Cashews are good too, but they're stupidly expensive for what they are. They are. I'm not paying that they much are. for a legume or a you, nut, whatever they are. Yeah, they're not even a nut. They, 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 they grow on top of this little apple-like fruit. Yeah, they're like, they're, like um, they're not seeds, but they're weird. Yeah, they're um, weird. They're very weird. Uh, but yeah, it's like nine bucks for a can. And yeah, I you salt them a little bit, boy. They're good. No, What's get, the little mix that's got cashews in it? You know what I'm talking about? Nope, a bad mix because it has almonds and I hate almonds. No, not the almond one because I don't like almonds. I've never either. seen I've never seen a cashew and peanut mix that didn't have almonds in no, it. No, it didn't or, have peanuts. It, the one I'm talking about doesn't have peanuts. I don't know then. Like I've it, seen like are you talking about cashew like the halves and pieces? Which is no, just cashews but cut up? No, no, it's it's got other stuff in there, kind of like some of the stuff from Trail Mix, like the the little dark wafers. Speaking of trail mix, I don't know what you're talking about, but I will eat me. Some it has to have M and M's, peanuts, uh, pretzels. Oh, the fun trail mix, raisins and cashews. That right there is my jam. And no, I do not pick and choose. I grab a handful and I eat it because all that stuff together is good. But um, boy, we got some good questions. They're roll- they're rolling in. Thank you guys. Hey, this may be read your mail episode too. <laughs> but um, okay. So but my yeah, my that, answer is much more simple. Yeah, I was gonna say that is all of mine plus the breakfast burritos because those are so easy. They're self contained, and I just eat them. And they're good. Okay, so my answer is really easy. There was a time in my life where I did eat while I was gaming, but I don't do that now. And I haven't in years. The only time I actually did was when I was so into RuneScape that I literally just didn't want to quit playing. So I would just get food and eat and keep on clicking around. Uh, But when I'm touching a controller and it's like actually completely within your hands, I just don't like messing with that at all. So I do not eat... And I, I, I do not eat in game. So it's uh, it's sad. Now, I do drink while I'm gaming, and my drink of choice when it's available is game fuel. Otherwise, I pretty much just don't drink anything. Uh, maybe water, but, you know, I'm a little little different. But still a good question. Now, so Mr. Richard, <laughs> oh Mr. Richard Rivero. I do like this question. This was great. How did you guys get into Yu-Gi-Oh? And I don't know why. I, I know, we talked about Yu-Gi-Oh on the show as some form yeah, of fashion he, he, before. And I actually, and he was talking about. Now it's you, right? That uh, Blaze got into it too, but you got into the Yu-Gi-Oh cell phone game, right? Duel Links. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I haven't played it in a long, long time. I've heard there's balancing issues, but uh, I meant to. I meant to uh, message you back, Richard, about that because you asked us that on Twitter not too long ago, and I meant to say that yeah, I played it really heavily, uh, and I tried to play a Taya Burn deck, um, which is really, really back when I played it was really, really looked down upon because of how easy it is to win with those aren't, decks. Aren't the decks like much smaller? I think they're yeah, they are smaller, but um, it's really about the field size, and uh, this field size is three and three, so you don't have three monsters. Way different, three yeah. Spells. That's what I thought. And Instead of five and five, right in the natural, right. Game. It's been a while since we played Yu-Gi-Oh. When I last played that game, though, I think they've changed it. And I could be wrong, but it was classic Yu-Gi-Oh, where Summon Skull can win you the game and stuff like that. Where yeah. it was super, like super classic. Man Eater um, Bug was like a staple card. <laughs> there's something there is old, like from um, what's that set called? Legend of Blue Eyes that. Was in the game that was OP, and I can't think of what it was. It's not Monster Reborn, I don't think. But uh, but anyway, yeah, I haven't played it in a real long time, Richard. But There's a couple of staple cards like, like that. So. But I got into Yu-Gi-Oh! In, uh, I'll never forget it. Uh, I was in middle school, and um, I remember that there was Magic and there was Yu-Gi-Oh! And that my friend played both. And he gave me the old, old Magic card. Spell card, not like Magic the Gathering. Um, when they were still called Magic cards instead yeah. of spell cards in Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, and it was... And I can never remember the name, but I remember the card art and I remember the effect. But it's the, uh, I think it's from 
Meta Raiders? Maybe even Legend of Blue Eyes. Actually, it is from Legend of Blue Eyes. But it's the uh, spell card that gains you a thousand life. Oh, uh, Diane Keto? Yep, Diane Keto. Yeah. Uh, my friend gave me the, just that one card. and yeah, I remember that, That's a staple card from my day. Back then, yeah. That's still a staple card. Uh, but, well, actually, I think it ran through a bout of being uh, on the ban list or on the limited list. I think you could only have one per day. Diane Keto? Probably. Yeah, I'm pretty maybe. sure. Because um, I don't think you remember this. I had a uh, a life point building magician deck that was like a life point building also where I could build my life point up and then do extra damage to you based off of what my life points were. It was a re- it was a weird deck. It was my favorite deck I've ever built and it got lost in the move and I don't know where it's at and I cry every time I think about Yu-Gi-Oh because of it. Oh, well. It was beautiful and I loved it. My favorite, I had two favorite arch, or I guess that is right, arch types, but one of them is arch fiends, archetypes, yeah. Uh, one's Arch Fiends. That's why I got it confused. But uh, the other one's Dark World Creatures. Oh, those, yeah, Dark those World's two interesting. Are super cool. But I've not played uh, in a long time. I haven't played since, or I haven't played, I, I played a couple times since, but I have not played with up to date rules uh, since right before Pendulum Monsters came out. Well, Pendulum. and see, I have a deck at home, and I do remember it's uh, there. They're like the, what are the, the like almost the black and white cards called? Those Synchros Monsters? Yeah. Uh, it X has. Seeds. Is that what it's called? That's Synchros what, or Exceeds? Well, no, Synchros are the ones with the white background. Or Tuners make those, but I, yeah. or something. I can't remember what no, it is. No, the Exceeds stack. They have the black art around the border. Okay, that's not what I and have. And then the, the, the Synchros are the ones that have the white-ish gray border around the card. Like Black Rose Dragon's a Synchro. Um, well, my... I gotta look it up real Black quick. Rose Dragon's sexy. Um, but... If, if you don't like Yu-Gi-Oh, I'm sorry. This is a very big section it about is, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah. But we love Yu-Gi-Oh. It's a Light Sworn. That's what they're called. Oh, yeah, Light Sworns. Yeah, because yeah, I, I bought those, awesome. I bought those three starter decks. And put them together. I think you owe me that night. And I, that's that's the way he plays Yu-Gi-Oh! Is instead of making a deck, he just buys the decks that are OP oh, and then builds them together. Only, only for that one. I don't think I've ever done that ever, except that one. Now Magic, you can't really do that. But I well, did. you did that with Pokemon too. No, I didn't. My fire deck was not any any uh, form of. Uh, no, I thought you I did. did. No, I did make any two poison decks put together just to be really good because they had those. Uh, yeah, I forgot. Hypnotonic lasers. It. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, that's how I got started. Middle school, Diane Quito, and then the rest is history. Okay, uh, I don't know if you remember, uh, and I'm fairly positive. My memory could be a little weird, cause, but I want to say me and Seth talked about this, and we both felt like this was right. Do you remember when you could go to KB Toys when they were first talking about it, and you could get the little tape that was like technically the first episode, but not really. It was like the setup episode before the pilot, and it was like it was showing you the things about like, was I, that how to play? No, no, no. It was it was something based around the anime. But you got it. You got this little tape, and you could put it in, and it had like it, I'm pretty sure it showed you things about Yugi's grandpa getting locked away into the tape with the millennial eyes. I don't stuff. think so. Uh, I, anyway, I, I know Seth we had this had tape. That. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I think we had that, but I don't remember what was. Uh, the But context. anyway, we got it from KB Toys whenever we used to have that. Um, that's where I got mine, and I always I already liked you know all that stuff when you're a kid. That's the stuff that's big. It just ends up happening, and I love board games and Beyblades. The Beyblades were awesome. You yeah. stuff like that. That uh, and Digimon, Digimon were awesome. As Digimon, well. Digivices. Uh, so yeah, that's where I got into it, and then I played very heavily until I just couldn't afford it because I was a very poor young kid. Um, and then I finally hopped back in whenever I turned like probably nineteen, and we were living out on our own already. And uh, I found out that most of my friends were still roughly into it. We just didn't realize it, and we decided yeah. to hop back into it, including you, Michael, Saul, Michael, Saul, Seth. Michael you still said my name. Michael said, Saul. Yeah, but Michael, you which know, is my name. Dowdy. For people that don't know, my first name is Michael. Um, yeah, this is a weird Saul fact episode. His first name is Michael. Yeah, not and, Saul. That's yeah. my middle name. But um, and Solomon. But yeah, I will never forget. Yu Gi Oh was always a good. Credit. No, uh, Yu Gi Oh was always a good time in my uh, 
in my um don't steal my credit it's good um but it was always a good time in my childhood and there's one card i'll never forget and ironically i just forgot the name of it it is a it came in a 10 and i think it was only i think it only came in a 10 during that time period you remember the tins that had the Celtic Guardian with the effect in it? Yeah. And the guy, I think it was the guy of the Fierce Knight with an effect in it. It was um It was a weird it wasn't a unicorn. It wasn't a zebra, but that's what comes to my mind when I think about this card. Um but it was something really, really cool. I remember I always tried to build a deck around it, even though it wasn't too good. And then we got hit by that tropical storm back in like two thousand and eight or 2007, where we actually got part of, I think it was like Hurricane Rita, where it actually was downpour from Friday at like noon all the way until Sunday, nonstop downpour. I don't remember that. Um, but, where know, My whole life's a downpour. Yeah. Emo kid. Emo <laughs> but, kid. Um, I want to say it's like Xyol something. The Xyol's a drug. But um, <laughs> uh, Speaking of emo kid, I want to rep uh, Windwalker. Great band. Love them. Never heard of them. Uh, yeah, that's because they're not signed, but they're amazing. Um just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, that's this. I'm telling you guys, this is a completely off topic. This is almost an off topic <laughs> episode. We might as well name this the off topic episode. All right, um, but so, but yeah, that's I'll never forget it. But yeah, you you'll never forget it. But you forgot the name. Okay, next question. I think we've already kind of explored this. Is there a game you break out for Christmas for Saul? It's not necessarily Christmas, but it's linked to the weather. Is The Last of Us fall time, not Christmas. That's no. Well, it's okay, Christmas. but nope. When it starts getting cold, is what you always say, and it doesn't start getting cold when here gets, when it gets kind of chilly and orangey. That's that that doesn't Christmas. happen here until this month. No, it happened last month. It sure. got it actually got colder last month than it did the first week it's been of this hot month. Hot today, boy. I not, not today. Yesterday, I was gonna it say was cold yeah, today. We got that cold front in. All right, next good. one. I feel like he's asking. He, I know he asked us about it on the uh, uh, Discord. Mister Shiriko asking, "Is Die Hard a Christmas film?" Yeah, it is. Without a doubt, I don't care what anybody says. Die Hard is in fact a Christmas yes or film. no. And what do you consider a good Christmas film? Oh, okay. oh boy, I love this. I didn't even see the bottom part of that question. I'm about to go in okay, on this so question. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let you I'm go gonna first. say yes. Die Hard is a Christmas film. I'm gonna let you go on your Christmas. I'm gonna um, give you a list of recommendations. Okay, so what makes a good Christmas film? I think what makes a good Christmas film is uh, I think it's always comedy. I'm not a big fan of like the It's a Wonderful Life Christmas films that are all about. I don't know. My mom loves that movie. I just I get sick of it all the time. But you know Never what I love? Heard of that movie. Christmas comedy movies are fantastic, especially cheesy ones. People people crap on all the time, but follow me through here. Jingle all the way with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Tobo Man, dude. The movie's so funny. Xerion Universe. Oh yes, I remember Xerion Universe. Anyway, uh, yeah, Jingle All the Way is fantastic. It's funny. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of being his kindergarten cop thing, where he's playing a goofier character than you're used to seeing him. Because of course, whenever I was growing up, even though I was born in '93, you're talking. I mean, most of what I remember seeing him in was like the last action hero. Uh, you know, stuff like uh, Conan the Barbarian, which I don't know why I was watching that young. So it was cool seeing him in that. Sinbad's always funny. He was in that too. Uh, good movie. I like that movie a lot. Uh, but other good Christmas films also come down to comedy. I think A Christmas Story is a great movie because it's just funny. It's classic funny, too. The jokes in it are not really tied to a time period. Yeah, it's not, it can never be dated it's, almost. It's always funny. I mean, everything from the from the Asian restaurant where they're eating the duck and, and they're doing the far, rah, 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 rah. I'll say, me... <laughs> it's, that, it's great. I love we that. We went to an Asian restaurant on Christmas one year because of that movie. I love it. Did uh, you me, eat a duck? Seth, and RC. No, we went to Golden Palace and got a good old buffet. Ugh. I don't know what you don't like about there. Well, th- there's better buffets now. But anyway, there's much better buffets. The one. Um, the but one. anyway, the one. <laughs> the um, Mexican-owned Asian restaurant. <laughs> I think it. I mean, hey, it's 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 good. Hey, our Mexican restaurant was owned by some Filipino people, uh, like Reda, So you never know what's going to happen. Um, 
But yeah, that and I think uh, another just my last one of a of a movie that's always timeless for Christmas that I really love, uh, and it's just funny is Christmas Vacation. Ugh. You're kidding I me. I hate Chevy Chase. Well, dude, Chevy Chase is an asshole, but he's funny. No, I don't, I don't like him in anything he's ever been in except Community. I've never I've watched never Community, but I knew funny. he was in it. I never found him funny in anything. Well, he's, he's not really supposed to be funny. He's like meant Chris to Farley. Be, he's like outrage. You don't like Chris Farley. Nope. Chris Farley was never funny. He's that. It's whatever. He was almost Shrek. It's the I know. And did you hear it? Yeah. Michael Myers was way better. I, I actually do agree on that one. But, I, I, I very solidly agree on that one. Um. Anyways, the... uh uh. What is that? Slapstick comedy. I can't stand that kind of comedy. Oh. The Three Stooges, like where it's like you hit them and you laugh and it's funny. No, that's not funny Well, that's to me. not and that's, completely slapstick, to be fair. Oh, well, yeah, but, but still. But, yeah, I mean, I get the what you're Chris, trying the, to the kind of The kind of comedy Chris Farley does is like, oh, like well, he hurts himself. Just, ha, 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 he's ha. very over the top. It's not even yeah. about hurting himself. It's just that, like, he goes overboard. Like, you know, it, it's... Because I've tried to, like, I've looked up, like, somebody's like... If it's you a centricism, you know? I think Bill Burr said that if you don't find Chris Farley funny, you don't have a funny bone in your body. Uh, it was either Bill Burr or my boy Bo Bill Burnham Burr. said that somebody said that and I remember I was like okay I've never laughed at anything somebody with Farley. a B&B name <laughs> yeah or they, they're just a really good comedian like those two people <laughs> but I went and I looked <laughs> and I was like I tried I looked through Saturday Night Live I've looked through because I mean he's fine in a support role like Black Sheep that's the one David Spade right mm-hmm. no I never saw that movie okay and did you ever see Tommy Boy which was basically nope. Black Sheep same movie no nope. it really wasn't I specifically so like he's good in like Billy Madison the bus driver sure, he's, sure. he's good in a support he's role great in that, yeah. but by himself like dude is not he, to me you know this is all opinions but he's not funny to me I, I feel similar of other places where I'm not gonna say they're not funny but they're sometimes better as uh, as side characters and lead men that happens I think a lot of the times Rob Snyder fits that bill but there's a couple of times he's actually managed to be funny out on his own but I always think he's better as a minor character than oh the, yeah or Steve, just Steve Buscemi is a, another perfect example of somebody who's always a good random side character but it, I would find it hard for him to be able to carry a movie um Speaking of Rob Schneider, I watched Mr. Deeds the other day, and he had a cameo in that movie yeah. that was his uh, Big Daddy character, and I thought it was hilarious. I've seen, I've seen it before. It's just, it reminds me how funny. Big a good movie, actually. It is. But um, for me, same thing with Christmas movies. Comedy has to be a main attraction. But in my household, this is how you know it's Christmas. We already watched one of them. You have to watch Christmas with the Cranks, which is what we watched. Oh, uh, We what? have to watch. You didn't like that movie? Oh, hold on. Hold on. Christmas with the Cranks? Hold on. You're going to tell me right now. Look, it's Tim what? Allen, and it's a Christmas movie. You hold it's on. automatically. You go. hold your... Mm. No. So, you are telling me that Christmas Vacation is not as good as Christmas with the Cranks? Yep, and it's all about what I grew up with. That's the now, thing. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't have a real problem with Christmas with the Cranks. It's an okay movie. But there is in no world... Does it exist that it is a better movie but than Christmas Vacation? I don't like I don't like Chevy Chase and the fact. If that- anything, that movie's a huge ripoff of Christmas Vacation. It's it's basically the same idea. I don't have any idea. I don't dysfunctional any family. I don't have any. Well, it's not really dysfunctional. It's just it's really main. So it's it's a weird movie, but it's funny. I like it. Um, I mean, don't, it's one of those feel. I like Tim Allen, all right. Besides, I mean, you know, I mean, he could transport cocaine all he wants, like he used to. And I'm like, I'm still finding funny. Like, but I'm telling you, Christmas with the Cranks. The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. You gotta have okay, that now, one. I'll, you forgot about you, that one. I'll give you that. Santa Claus is a good movie, but I don't think it's timeless. I think it no, shows no, no, its no, age no, no. in I'm a lot of you, ways. I'm just telling you my traditions. But here. it's a good movie. It's yeah, good. I'll give it. I'll give Jingle it. all the way, as you already said. Jingle all the way. Gotta Santa have way. it. Gotta have it. There's every people year. that hate that movie. I don't care. Like I, 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 I don't care. I either, do but. not care. But we got Christmas Story. Terrible man. Huh? Terrible man. Terrible man. And you're forgetting another great one. I'm sure I am. What is it? Oh. 
Oh, absolutely. Yep. Elf is a 10 classic. out of 10. We watch it every year when we go to Fort Worth like we did this weekend. We yeah. had it on the background. We didn't watch it. But um, Yeah, Elf is a classic. A I mean, that fact, is a really good movie. A fun fact about me is that I did not realize that the Christmas story was not filmed in the 50s until like five years ago. <laughs> the movie is so well done. Oh, yeah. It's filmed like the 80s, wasn't it? it was like 70s? late 80s, I think. Something like that. Yeah. yeah no, I love that movie. It's yeah, really funny. I, I did not know that. I think it was filmed in 88, but I, was, I did not know. I thought that film was 50 years old. Oh, hey, look, your brother questioned. He did. Yeah, go ahead and read that out for us. Mr. Seth Bridges, brother to Mr. Solomon here, younger brother, my good friend. Uh, That's actually how I met Saul. That's true. Look, this show wouldn't have happened. Uh, Let's see. Are there any cursed game series for either of you? Brett knows for me it's Uncharted. This is actually a good question. Uh, Brett knows for me it's Uncharted, specifically three. First time I played, the game had tons of glitches on his his slim PS3. I don't think it was super slim. May have been. Um and the second time it corrupted my data, and I'll tell you that story in a second. Also, Bloodborne haven't been able to play yet, but maybe soon. So to he, encompass he, where all this goes, uh, Bloodborne, I let him borrow. It would not play on his PlayStation. Which is brought nuts. it back here. Perfect. That's like not the Last Guardian issue. with me, dude. The Last Guardian kept crashing on that one specific scene for me. But you had a you had an original PlayStation at the time, and I had a Pro. So hard to say on that one. That's true, yeah. Uh, and, but as, as far as Uncharted 3, back whenever he used to live with me out in the little house. He told me, yeah. It, dude, like, so he was running through series. the part where Talbot, you're chasing Talbot and you're drugged up. Um, spoiler. Not really that big of a spoiler. But anyway, you run through the city and then like he went to a spot and the, the entire game dropped textures and everything. But the geometry was still there for a second. And he fell in this pit where you're supposed to run and jump, but he couldn't see where he's supposed to jump. And then the floor just gave out in the game and he just fell for like five minutes straight or something. That may be a little bit hyperbole, but he fell for a couple of minutes and then finally, ah, and he died. <laughs> um, and then he, he messaged me the other day because he was running through the uh, Nathan Drake collection. And he sent me a picture the other day where in the middle of the game, something happened and it crashed on him. And it must have crashed during the middle of an autosave because when we went to go back into the game, it said it, the continue option was grayed out. And then he went into his system setting, or he went to his system back in and found the save file, and it said corrupted. And he was like, why? And it was almost the same part. Like, it was a little bit after. I just think that's really funny. So... Cursed game series. I don't think I so. I can't think of a time where I've had that bad of luck. I'm actually, I'm really trying to think. Um, and this is a good question for users. If any of y'all have ever had experiences like that, definitely stacked again. I think it's funny that specifically Uncharted 3 twice gave him. Yeah. Him. And Uncharted 4 did something, I think. No. Uncharted 4 didn't do anything for me, but it was, it, it was, uh, I thought it was another game than Uncharted 3 because he just told me a couple of days ago. Um, but I can't remember if it was and if it, he what it was he beat uncharted 4 for the first time recently so. okay then yeah it probably wasn't that then um but for me i know it doesn't really count but at ocarina of time there was a glitch in that game where i kept it kept crashing on the 3ds and i don't okay, know i won't say a cursed game cuz i played it i do know times. this me and me and seth talked about it uh back in like 2010 um after heavy rain had come out and uh, i picked it, Hannah actually got it for me for christmas with a buy two get one uh, i got medal of honor that uh, I got Medal of Honor, Heavy Rain, and Red Dead Redemption, and about all three games, Red Dead Redemption is the only one I didn't like. I know, crazy. Um, <clears throat> but going back to the point of the story, um, don't give me those judgmental eyes. Uh, Heavy Rain, I got almost, I would say I was about maybe an hour and a half from the end, so I was pretty far. Um, and I was playing it super late in the night, and I fell asleep in the middle of playing it. I woke up after... I don't know amount of time. It was one of those things where you fall asleep and you wake up and you're like, oh man, I was asleep. And I was like, I should probably just lay down and go to bed instead of keep trying to play this. And I hit save. You're like, I should save the game. And then like literally as soon as I hit save, I held the button down and went to quit game before it was finished saving. 
and I didn't even think about it. I hopped in bed, went to bed, woke up the next morning to start playing again. It was like your save file was corrupted, and it all came back to me. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever done that. I'm trying to think on it. The I- worst part about it is I had to instantly restart the game, and then I had to try and make all the same decisions so that the game wouldn't be different for me up until the point that I was at. In the same, still a great game. I love that same game. vein of that. Not know so much the question, mm-hmm. um, but Seth will probably remember it if uh, if he hears this part. Uh, but back when Pokemon Red first came out, and I had a Game Boy Color, I thought that withdrawal meant add to party, or no release. Release meant add to party. I released all my Pokemon, but a Geo Dude. Actually, I think you've told me this story. Our, yeah, Seth, like, our Seth has. One it of was like two. a level eight Geo Dude, and that's all I had. I had everything that I needed. I was already probably on the fourth or fifth gym badge, and I remember I caught something. I think it was like a Nidorina, and I was like, I'm going to go use that. I love Nita King or Nita Queen. And like, I remember I was like, how do I get it out, though? And then I was like, I kept putting stuff in the box and releasing them, thinking that like the thing, like, I don't know. I, don't, I can't know. I don't know. Like, I was 10 years old or whatever. <laughs> but um, as far as like a game series, not really. I can't think of a game that has... Every or at least has been cursed for me. I'm trying to think. Real so that's just hard. Our, our experiences are user errors. Seth are like the game. The gaming them. gods have frowned upon him this day. Yeah, um, I, I really, really can't think of a series specifically. I've tried to play through that I've had bad luck with. Okay. Well, there's one question that we've been holding off on. Unless Saul, you have something else you well, want to talk about? Yeah. Um, let me see real quick. We didn't answer uh, the question fully, um, but uh, Lost Light asked us. We do have anything we break out. We kind of got on the last of, last of us tangent. I That's really right. don't have a Christmas game. I mean, Neither do I. It used to be Kingdom Hearts two, but I've fell out of that tradition for like the past five years. Yeah, for me, I don't ever tie stuff. I mean, games that have events like, and I don't normally do that now with a lot of games because I don't play games that are services very often. Like I still haven't played Destiny two, even though Curse of Osiris came out. Um, yeah, me neither. But uh, I used to get on RuneScape every Christmas, every holiday, because they had holiday items that were tied to it and the quest line and stuff. Uh, I used to love doing that, but of course you run out of time to do that. I can't play RuneScape because it's uh, unhealthy for me. It's a bad addiction. I had a, well, if you, if for you frequent listeners, um, you may realize I did not say Final Fantasy fourteen, and that's because I do have to take a break from that game. Um, that game will seriously consume anything I'm playing instead. And that's what's funny. Okay, John. Uh, Burned down the school, John. <laughs> as far as I'm willing to go with that. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? I do. You could have described him differently. <laughs> no, no, that's that's the perfect description. Okay, um, as long as he's cool with that. <laughs> I, I'm sure he is. I mean, he's done his time. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we, we were talking because I let him borrow Dark Souls 3, uh, and I got it back from him uh, to get to Blaze because Blaze is finally going to play Dark Souls 3. Good for him. Thank goodness. Um, it's a good game. I forgot to give that, it to him today. Dark Souls 3 actually ties into something here in a second, though. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, anyway, with that being said, uh, he was talking about, he's like, you you should really try out Final Fantasy 14. And I was like, yeah, I played it once. He's like, well, I think you'd really like it and get a little bit further. And I was like, I haven't played it since launch. Uh, and he was saying like we well, should download the free trial, get it. And he he plays apparently too. So I didn't know he was that. like he's like we can make a party. He's like I could be a tank or one of the tanks because really two is necessary. Yeah, two, um, two late game is necessary. One is only up until. So anyway, he was talking about that, and uh, I told him and, I was like I, my first words to him because he was talking about that. He said he's gonna play that more and then get probably get in a wow. And I was like I don't have time for MMOs, man. And it, I was like I don't see how you make time. I was like with this and the normal gaming I try and do. I have nowhere to put MMO in. And if I put MMO in, that normal gaming goes to hell, and then I'll probably start getting even lazier than I am on this stuff. Oh, you and will. not lazy, but to the point where I, I push my deadline to myself more and more. Yeah, because of gaming. Because I just, I'm just i trying to do stuff that I want to do, or like sometimes I do cabinets. But I thought that was interesting. I, he said that, but I, was, but 
exactly what you're saying is what I'm talking about. I, after I'm done with the dot hack trilogy, I'm going to download the trial and just see. Yeah, I'm but t- that's like, it. And it I, is super super fun. Yeah. Um, and it you know it is a trial, so you only have if you want to make a waste. new character with me or whatever, you can. Well, the cool, you the, the brilliant does thing, it level scale? What do you mean? You, finish your statement. You were going to say the brilliant thing. I was going to say the brilliant thing about um, Final Fantasy is that when you start a new job, your level goes to one. So I don't have to change a character. I just start a new job that I've never done. Cool. And like. I'll go I'll, and I'll still have a fifty black mage. Yeah, I thought I was gonna say it was level scale because one of the coolest things that Guild Wars two did is that if you went into an area like so, say you wanted to play with your friend, right? And because w- the race you chose determined your starting point in the map, you could walk Which and meet up with your friends, and you could be, or you could just say that you and your friends are just vastly different levels, but you still want to play with them. Yeah. When you go in their area, it level compensates. No. Okay. Now. Okay. I, I, had, to, that, I had to think dude, about that it. was brilliant. I had to think about for, it for the things I didn't necessarily love about Guild Wars Two. That was brilliant, and Guild Wars Two is also the first MMO, to my knowledge, I'm fairly positive at all, um, to do uh, events like Destiny. Ended up ca- calling them in the long run, where when you're in the world, certain things happen, and you can yeah, be part and in, of them. And in Final Fantasy fourteen, that's called a fate, and mm-hmm. then all the fates are leveled upon your area. And if you you can play a fate at any level, it just level sinks you down to that level recommendation, and you can't since it level sinks you, it puts you back to level twelve. So any of any st- any arts, they're not called arts. What am I saying? Any arts. abilities or anything? Arts is a Xenoblade. Oh, really? Anything That's like a common that, word, though, for JRPGs. It is. Um, but anything you learn past level 12 is you can't use because you're synced at level 12. That's interesting. But it is super fun. Um, but going back so to hold on, Dark though. What if, Souls. What if your bar, because I, mean, I haven't played Final Fantasy in a while, but yeah. if you have a normal skill bar, if you have only stuff that's equipped that's past level 12, then do you, does it re-sync your skill bar for you to be stuff that you can use? I mean, I don't think. I've never played a class in which... I've only, no, I've only played Dragoon and Tank and Black Mage, and now a little bit of Well, I guess Arcanus, what I'm saying is but like... But I've never played a class where your bread and butter doesn't start with stuff you learn early. Really? That's yeah, interesting. Like... Because, I mean, rotation is in, in every MMO besides RuneScape. Well, is a, but, and RuneScape's getting there now because they, they added a skill bar finally years ago, actually. And, and but, something, something, you know, you, you run through your rotation while you're fighting. That's right. Like, that's one of your things. And something that you can do in Final Fantasy fourteen that I would recommend is that once you, instead of deleting things off your skill bar, just hit R1 because you can have up to eight skill bars plus more. Oh, you can like flip through them. Yeah, you can hold R one and press a button, and it goes to a, spe- a specific skill bar. So, can you change skill bars per job? That way, you like if you switch jobs, or does that your automatically your job happen? your job automatically does it for you? Okay, that's um, what I figured. But so, like, I guess I could see that now being a level fifty mage is that I start with something called fire three. Yep, and then I spam fire one. Fire one is obviously a low level skill, but it's more energy efficient, right? Because I mean. It, when you're doing, or does it have like a? Is, it, does this game does this game use cooldowns? Somewhat, yeah. Kind of like a not Diablo. Not what I'm talking about, but yeah, there is cooldowns. But so, like, let's say if I use Fire Three, that gives me something called Astral Fire Three. It gives me three stack, stacks of Astral Fire. So my fire spells use more mana, but it, that's it, what I'm saying. Mana wise, it's, it's, it's a lot more damage too. Yeah, but and but so Fire One is more mana cool- efficient, right? What has quicker cast time, and I'm DPS. So yeah. you want to get them, you want to spam, and I haven't learned Fire 4 yet. I know that comes into the rotation. So what you're saying is like you want to stack up your Fire stuff, and or you want to do Fire 3, that gives you an extra ability that stacks onto the damage you're outputting with Fire 1? Right. Okay, and, so, then, and that's part of your rotation. Right, because you could technically go into a battle and use Fire 1 until you get to Astral Fire 3. You don't want to do that, though. That's a waste When you can do it instantly with yeah. Fire 3, exactly. Um, but anyways, yeah, but going back to... Uh, 
pulling the pin on the Dark Souls thing. The day of release. Now, for people who don't know, that was my game of the year last year. Dark Souls 3. The day of the release, I, will, I remember getting it. I remember taking it home and playing Final Fantasy XIV for three more hours. So, I'm telling <laughs> Actually, you. Actually, I remember you telling me this now. I, yeah. I remember you telling me about I love that it. game so much. I like, how do you like it? And you're like, oh, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, I, uh, I got to stop myself. You know, I got to the part where I'm on literally the last story mission, um, <clears> which is the second 12-man dungeon, um, or, you know, almost close to the last mission, if not the last. But, um, uh, but I love it. And... I do. I, I love, like, and that's what John was saying. He's like, the game's beautiful. I was like, it is beautiful. I love that art style. Dude, the, uh, the character models specifically are really good looking for your, like your own character. The rest of it does look like a really high NPS three game, but the fact that it's an MMO with the amount it's of impressive. places to go is really impressive. Because I mean, like and we it's said before, Destiny two isn't even a full on MMO, and Destiny two does not look like a next gen game. Speaking to me. of Destiny two, did you hear the news? The, the, P, the PS four Pro update doesn't work. N- the HDR is giving problems. Nope. Uh, Curse of Osiris now has locked you out of Platinum unless you buy the DLC. Yep. How? I don't know what's intentional, but it is the... Uh, I, I think it was the Prestige. I think that's what it's called, the Prestige trophy, where you have to complete a... Um, nightfall. Prestige Nightfall or whatever. Or yeah. a raid. Yeah. Um, now, how? It's, I think it's because you can't... The, the Prestige stuff has been raised up to level 25 instead of level 20, and you can't go to level 25 unless you have the DLC. I think... You mean 35? And 30. Was the cap 30? The level cap was 30, I thought. It might be. Whatever it is, it's, it's five more higher. And Actually, you know what? I think you might be right. Might I think it was 20. Was it 20? Okay, I, I can't remember what The light was. level system has ruined everything in the game in terms I, of no, trying I, to remember numbers. Okay, I was going to say, I think light level system works really well. But yeah, let me. I'm going to look into that real quick. Um, but I thought I'd throw that out there since we're doing really, really random stuff right now. That would have been something you hey, may have seen in the Random news. episode. You know, hey, if you guys like it, great. If you don't, please let us know so we know in the future not to be this we dumb could do and, a bonus and random. Ep- we could do a bonus, bonus ep- Curse of Osiris' campaign is only one hour and 15 minutes long. Gross. For $20? Come on, Benji. Right. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to I'm gonna read out Mr. No Fate's question. So Sean, one of our longtime listeners, thank you, Sean, has given us... A question. Saul looks excited. If you've never played the Dark Souls 3, Dark Souls the, 3, the, the, Dark fi- Souls. the Dark Souls 3, if, if the you, Fire Fades Edition is on sale for $20. That's everything. I'm sorry. It's just the way you said it. Oh, if, you, if you've if you never played the Mario. It's from the Bandai, Bandai Namco store, but I'm telling you, it's worth it. I think you have to pay for shipping, but it's a little Probably. bit over 20 uh, Anyway, so yeah, Mr. No Fate said, if... Given the opportunity to interview a studio for a special section of the podcast, who would excite you the most and which game would you like to focus on? I have my answer and I feel like I harp on it a lot, but I also have a backup answer because I like both. Uh, but Saul, I know yours. I guess I know yours. Do you? Yeah, you probably do. Yoko. Anyway, go ahead. Let's, let's oh, see. you're not going to acknowledge me. Okay. Oh. Uh, everybody. I mean, you knew mine, which is crazy. Cause I didn't think, I mean, I guess it makes sense since I'm a huge fan of him, but Hideo Kojima, but I'm going to throw a curve. You're you going to get up on stage and talk about him for five minutes? I thought it was supposed to be for our podcast. It's a joke back to the Discord where they were talking about last year whenever uh, Jeff Keegley was up there just like talking about uh, the Elko Jima for like dude, five I'm minutes. I'm telling you, and like, the, dude, more, the more and more stuff about the Game Awards, because I, don't, I, don't, I could care less about the actual awards themselves, but the stuff like between Hideo dude, being no, there, dude, Norman Reedus being there, presenting something. Take, take all this off. Why in the hell at the Game Awards is there 15 world premieres? Why? 
people are not even watching because of the awards now. People are probably only watching for the most part because they want to see what games are coming. And that's probably it. You know what? I'd be willing to bet that most people don't even pay attention to the half, you know, the little show in the middle. I sat there for four minutes spamming the wrong finger on my phone. And I was like, I'm locked out. But, um, but yeah, it's ridiculous. This is not a Game Awards anymore. This is just another conference, which I, I'm that, fine and with. That, and it makes me wonder how much of that could have just been at PSX and, and had PSX have a traditional conference like normal, which is part of the allure of going to PSX. You kick off the festivities with the conference that gets you excited about what you're going to see on the show floor because some of it's going to be new. Like last year when they were like, hey, Crash Bandicoot's coming. You can play it right now. Yeah, that's true. I was like, that's amazing. What? It, it's it's so weird. I don't know why, but I'm, I still think PSX is going to be fun. I'm excited. We're going to meet up with Ryan, have fun. Um, but it's just it's an interesting thing. I don't really know why they're doing it the way they're doing it. But um, so Hideo Kojima, what yes. game are you going to focus on? Probably in this current time, go I would do no, no Death Stranding. Really? Um, yeah, because I well, would just. What would you really? Because think about this, and I, I'm only trying to paint it by what would realist. It depends on. Let's say if we were doing it right now. Obviously, you can't say much about Death Stranding. Yeah, so if I had to go on a favorite old-time game, it might be, I say old-time, but like if I had to do it, I'd have a, I'd have a really torn time between Metal Gear Solid 2 or Metal Gear Solid 5. Mainly with Metal Gear Solid 5, I would like to know what he could discuss about what Konami did that he did not like and stuff like that. And yeah, stuff which I don't forced. know if he's legally bound to. And that could be a contract thing that could run up and he can finally come clean probably to Jeff. I, um, I feel like, I, I don't know. I don't think it's a contract thing. I think it comes down to legal ramifications for what yeah. could be misconstrued as slander, but slander. I don't really know. It's, and I mean, it has it's to be a weird false situation. to be slander. Um, and what is it called? It's written libel? Well, I don't think it has to be false to be slander, right? It just has to affect your your ability to. It has to because like they use it as slander if someone's walking around spreading things about you and and hurting your prospectable you brought your prospects a billion times. I, I don't know. I thought that it had to have some exaggeration to it at some time. It probably anyways, does a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, I would ask him about Konami. I'd ask him about what he would have done differently up with the game. I would have asked him what kind of content was he looking at to uh, the ending of the game because everybody knows that that game was cut. And it was basically, it's kind of like that movie Split, which is a terrible movie. But you can tell when there, there's two directors in that movie. You could tell Split. when the game, no, 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 Splice. Oh. Split was a good movie. Splice was one that was like uh, Adrian Brody and the Alien Girl. Or I never watched it, but I've heard, it, it's I've two actually heard good things about it. It's two directors, and you can find videos of the exact moment in which the, the, they changed out. It's that apparent. And I'm not going to say it's that apparent in Metal Gear Solid because obviously the development of that is much more complicated. Um, and you can't tell what he had influence in and what Konami did, but I'd like to know that. But if I can go back and talk to him about Metal Gear Solid 2, I would just ask him his thought process and how his storyboard... The, the way that game... How the game was made. and Well, I mean, I'm talking about from a story perspective, the way 2 well, plays yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking I, about that too. I, I would like to know, which I think he's already talked about that a little bit. About what kind of made him lead that direction? Well, and it's two, it's two just had a really interesting plot twist. It's almost it's almost to um some it's technically you know Twin Snakes, Metal Gear Solid One, whatever you want to call it. Um, I would like to ask him his storyboarding and his process for writing down Psycho Mantis, and like yeah. how you got all those cool features like the Rumble controller and the memory card reading all that kind of stuff to to work and like w- what inspired him to think of that as an aspect of the game that's super yeah. that's always been intriguing to me and it, you know it might be out there on a uh, on an interview somewhere it might be common knowledge but I've you would just like to have the conversation with him i'd like to personally. have the conversation with him um 
Because, because as somebody who likes to write a lot, that man is genius when it comes to stories. So and I want to put a I, twist on this question. Go ahead and finish. Oh, I was going to say, even though I know that not all of the Metal Gear Solid story comes from him, I know though that he does have people that help him write it. Uh, no, well, not, you know, I make it sound like he writes part of it, but um, I do know that he he does run input by people and stuff of that nature. Pretty sure somebody has said that he ran input by uh, Stephanie Justin, who played Quiet in Metal Gear Solid Five. Which I don't know if that's true or not. I've have seen that from a couple of different places. I don't know who Stephanie Justin is. Who plays Quiet in Metal Gear Solid Five? <laughs> oh, you made it sound like she was somebody bigger. I don't know. No, no, she's she is one of like his really good friends, and uh, he's in that uh, weird Kojima verse with with Norman. Like you often see them with pictures. They're really good friends. Um, but anyways, yeah, I really want to know how he created Psychomantis. I want to know like what the process for creating that character was like and how incorporating that character into that game specifically was like. Because between Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3 to me are fascinating games. I wasn't a huge, huge fan of 4, like some people are with 5. I, I know some people dislike 5. I almost disliked 4. I, um, that's interesting because what I was going to say, my twist on it was going to be that for your answer, I'm going to say questions that I would like to ask your person. Yeah. Just out of randomness. Like, so say that for some reason I just happened to be in your shoes and I had to ask questions to your person. What would I want to know? The yeah. answer? Mine specifically is what led to Metal Solid 4 because I actually, I mean, we, we've talked about this ad nauseum plenty of times, but I think Metal Solid 4 is, is a almost perfect game. But. That Which is it's, nuts to me. It's an almost perfect game specifically within the realm of you playing all the Metal Solid games. Because if you don't, the game honestly doesn't make sense because the game... The, the boss battles <clears throat> to me were so uninspiring in that game, though. Like How? Even the last one, a punch out on the roof? Like, I mean, it's meaningful, yeah. And I like it as from a story perspective. Oh, dude, story But like story the same was, three bosses over and over again, they don't, all... Look, don't worry, I'll give, I'll give you that. Story, I mean, mechanic, uh, like, you know, game mechanics being a little less out, what, what were those out there than normal. But regardless, let's say what I'm going off of is from a pure story perspective and even just being a fun game, like uh, base mechanic, not like strange out there mechanics like he's done with other games, but base mechanics of how the game works... I thought that that game played fantastically in the way that it gave you story. Some people weren't a big fan, and I think that you might have been one of them probably then, is that you're not a big fan. I can't remember if you've told me this, of the really long cutscenes. On, on second playing. That kills a second playthrough for me. Okay. Which makes and sense. They're, and they're unskippable on second playthrough, aren't they? I, I'm, I'm 90% sure they're unskippable, period. Well, you, well yeah, but you, most games don't let you skip it on first playthrough. Well, well I'll say know, that. Now, now, nowadays they do, but back in the day they did not. And this could be a case of me playing... Um, on Seth's account, on his PS3, on all the way through, then on my account, it wouldn't let me skip them. But I swear, I thought I remember hitting star and not seeing the skip movie option that Metal Gear Solid typically has. I could be wrong. It, but- it may be that on your second playthrough you can't. I don't know. That's actually a good question. I don't remember. But regardless, I love the cutscenes. And from a pure story perspective, that's exactly where 5 let me down. A, I think that 5's really bland open world got me. But that's what I would ask him is what his inspiration behind, behind 4 was. Because 4 is obviously just a big fan service game. It's a game that completely relies on the fact that you already know everything that's happened in the Metal Gear Solid universe Oh, that's already. almost that's almost all of them. And I don't know. I, mean, if, I don't know if there's a series that you could jump into and understand. To an extent, but what I mean is that you can you can understand what's going on within the game in close, but you don't understand how it connects to some of the bigger things. To an extent, you may not know who the characters are, but you understand the general motivations. Yeah. And four, you didn't even know. It's like, what are these people? Who are these people? Why are they here? the The games don't do a good job of telling you even why the character would be remotely important. Like they don't. The dialogue doesn't even kind of mention. It's it's such a weird game. I That's don't know. his name, Vamp. Oh, it did not like Vamp at all. Like, you didn't like Vamp? No, like I thought 
There was another game that came out similar in similar times. Was well, hold on. It, am, am I thinking about the same thing? Is, is Vamp the uh, long-haired guy? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, we're good. Um, okay, whatever, man. I mean, anyway, I can't think of the names. They're not called harpies. What are those like? Let me look. Because it's been actually, yeah, it's been a decade almost since I played the game. Uh, it's been since two thousand eight when it came. Yeah, that's when it came out. Uh, I am going to answer the question and saw you. You were you were right. Uh, Yoko Taro, and it's he's not. It's hard to say because. His question is uh, opportunity to interview a studio. Okay, well, Yoko's not part of a studio. He was part of Caviar, but Caviar got shut down. So I guess it would kind of depend on one of those things. As an individual, I would really like to – yeah, I, I would like to talk to Yoko. And there's one reason. I do love his games, but it's because of how freaking crazy he is when he does interviews. I don't know if you've seen any of this. He always wears the mask. You know, the little round Emil mask? Yeah. He always wears that mask. And he is super goofy the entire time. He never takes any of his things seriously. He's like self-deprecating, and it's super. He's super out there, man. He's just an interesting guy. I don't even care what I talk to him about. I would just like to talk to the man in person just to see what he does. Um, but in terms of speaking on games in specific, I would like to talk. Uh, now, game to focus on is a little hard. I'm gonna either say the original Nier. Because there's a lot in the original Nier story that I'd like to understand, and a lot of questions of like, I think like, not they understand, but I, the way he went about doing it. Because the original Nier story is expanded upon in a book that you have to, that goes through way more of the stuff and gives you way more backing. Uh, and I've been trying to get my hands on the book, but it's Japanese. Oh, it, uh, I, I was about to ask, is it translated? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it is. Um, but it's really interesting. But some of the other questions I would like to ask, it's like from a development standpoint, I don't know if I've, if you've ever seen this. The original Nier, when it released in Western territories, had Nier as a father, and he's an older guy, yeah, and yeah, he's no, different. Yeah, and in yeah, Japan, in, in Japan he was a brother. One. Yeah, he's, 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 he's probably like, like 16 the, or 17. It's funny because some people like one versus the other, uh, and, it, and they played it off of sensibilities of you know what the things like, but they didn't take that approach in any other game. They didn't take that approach in Dragon Guard. They didn't take that approach in Dragon Guard 2, even though Dragon Guard 2 wasn't handled by normal people. Um, and then he didn't worry about it in the Automata. It was like specifically laid in that. It was, it's interesting. I would just like to know if that was a decision on his end or if that was a decision on Square Enix's end. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it sounds like most of that creative difference comes from him, but I, I am curious. I could see him being like, I want my story to be more potent with American and, and UK viewers right, who value family Square's in a different way. Square's never done that, I don't think, where that where there's been, I don't think, maybe like costume changes or like yeah. censorship in some form or way to keep ESRBs in the States uh, low or to E or whatever, but I don't think that Square... Well, they're has, hardly E, but yeah, T or E, well, T, T or yeah, M. Yeah, because I know Yu-Gi-Oh! would be a whole different game if we had the Japanese art on... On the Dark Magician Girl titties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but I think that's one of the most interesting ones. But if it wasn't the original Nier, like for some reason, if it just wasn't going to talk, I would say Drakengard won, specifically because it was the first time that I'd seen a game with that crazy of um, characters. Because there's like, I was talking about it earlier in the Discord, that game is just filled with such weird people. It's like real, it's, it's funny because one thing we haven't talked about, and I'm going to tie it into this is people being outraged about things happening to kids and stuff in games. Well, Dragon Guard 1 is a game that's full of crazy people. There's like a narcissist. There's like uh, masochistic people in these games. There's a pedophile. And you play, and these are the heroes, or not even the heroes, but they're the protagonists of the game. Which is super weird. And and, and the, you see it in Dragon Guard 3. Dragon Guard 2, I, just, I hardly even talk about because it's 
so it different. Sounds dark. Um, but Drakengard three, yeah, they're very out there. I mean, Drakengard three, your zero, the Antonio, she's like a foul mouthed lady, which is not that different than. Um, Oh Lord, I'm, I don't know how I'm skipping out on name. Uh, Kine from the first near, uh, they're very similar. Zero and Kine are, they, but Zero goes through and kills all of her sisters, which are the Intoners. Um, that's the point of the game. That's not a spoiler or anything. That's it's basically like female God of War going through killing all the gods. This is killing all the Intoners. Uh, but the reasoning is so funny, and then it's funny because each one of these gods has got their own followers, and as you continue to kill your sisters, you pick up their followers, right? And their followers are out there and weird too. Uh, there's one that's like a super sexual masochist, or one's like super sexual, I think, and then there's one that's like a masochist. Every time you say weird things, like you be like, uh, if you keep talking, I'll put my foot, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put, I'll, <laughs> like I'll slam my foot in your balls or something. He'll be like, ooh. <laughs> It's super weird, but it sounds almost like a Metal Gear Solid game. <laughs> it's, it's super weird. They're they're wild characters, and while I think Metal Gear Solid and Japanese games as a whole tend to have a little more eccentric wild characters, this game does it in such a way. It's like these are dark things that most people don't spend the time on, and I want to know why he always kind of goes that way. It's funny because he talked about with Nier Automata, he wanted a happy true ending, and that's right. why the, the the ending e he considers happy and there's still a lot of ways you could take it. Right. Uh, but it's funny because like, I think that the first year is like a game that went worse as you continue to play it. Like every ending, because instead oh, of sadder. Yeah. Because instead of being like, uh, um, more sad, I don't think sadder is a word. Yeah, whatever. More sad. But, when the first near every ending is like a, just you're getting more information and maybe a slightly different tweak at the very end. But the campaign is the same throughout. You're still yeah, doing the same thing. It's almost Whereas a- near Tomata, it's like you play, I'm not going to spoil anything, but you play the game and then you play the exact same story from ending A, but from a different perspective with ending B and then C is a whole new thing. And then D and E are whole new or, or C and D. No, C is a whole new thing. And then it bounces between D and E. So, I, I'm not going to talk about it too much, but you said it's like 45 hours to play through the entirety of it. I don't know. It's something. I, I don't remember. It, it took me like a week and a half of playing after work every day. How long? Five hours a day. That's about 50 hours. So anyway, I don't know, but I also platinumed it. Like when I was done with it and beat ending E, that was the last trophy I needed. Interesting. So you see, I'm still going to play it. And I actually meant to look at that because me and me and uh, world in, were talking about Neo earlier and um, my little qualms with that game. Uh, yeah. Just the weird. See, you, you, when you talked about Neo and how the, the story changes near, what did I say? Neo. Neo. That's right. Um, but when we were talking about near and how the story and stuff changed and it sounded like, um, did the difficulty at all ever go up in weird spikes? No, not really. No, how to stay consistent? Not like Neo, where you're talking about like you felt like in Neo well, specifically. Well, in didn't he had almost an opposite? Yeah, he like, said he got easier, which is I've seen I've seen that in games. But no, Neo Tomato is like it's it's some of its level scaled anyway. But no, it keeps a pretty high tension. That's and, good. I like that because um, see, like my my big problem with Neo was that I had no issues. Up until one boss. It was just like every the enemies surrounding him, the environment surrounded him. It was super easy, just super annoying. And because the, there's fire and it just made me so mad. It's like I this is like the eighth boss or sixth, sixth or seventh boss, at least out of like the 11 or 12 I have. And I'm like, how does this game make any sense? I'm being punished right now. And I've never been punished before in this game. And it's like I couldn't I it might have been on me, but I couldn't figure out how to read him at all. And uh is near automata like that at all? Like, is it still pretty consistent? No, it's a typical JRPG thing where does grinding matter much? No. Okay, I didn't think so. No, I didn't, I didn't no. think it. I didn't I mean, think it grind at all. It's very story driven, but it's also traditional JRPG based. But a lot of it's just mechanically where, driven, kind of like Zelda, where there's like 
there's a mechanic that you're going to have to follow to figure out how to beat him. The original linear is like that too, those are, yeah, those are where good. you know it'll be a normal fight up until a certain point, and then it's like, oh, you got to do this to finish the fight. Uh, you'll you'll kind of see that in a couple of areas. Um, but I mean, no, for the most part, I mean, it makes sense. There's some. I'm not going to say there's not hard parts, but it's not difficulty spikes. Not in the same way. It's like you'll have normal enemies and you come up to a boss and the boss is obviously harder, you know, but the game is right. so fluid and the way you do combos is great. But anyway, that's the answer to your fate. That's the answer to your question. No fate. Um, always. Great sorry. Questions. We always get on these weird tangents when we do this stuff. Yeah. Hey, that's, that's fine. You guys still <sighs> I've already been, I've been so absent minded this week anyway, because of my working and then coming home and doing physical work. Well, I think this Killing is a me. super interesting episode for people that may want maybe a bonus episode once a month where it's so, or something like that, where it's just off topic. Like there is no super straight, off, there topic. Is no, yeah, off topic. There's no news, no drop <clears throat> just followed. We don't follow a single topic or anything. So something I mentioned in the middle of that is, um, or at least I started to, and I don't know where I went on it, uh, was that Detroit, yeah, uh, and games of its ilk like Detroit and The Last of Us Part Two are under fire, and they've been Last of Us Part Two is old news. That's from PGW trailer, uh, but Detroit is very hot this week about the and it, it was already talked about after its PGW trailer as well, uh, but it's just been g- gaining steam again. Um, and there's people that are asking Sony to censor or change or completely omit the scene with the kid from Detroit. I absolutely do not want to see that. And I want to kind of go over that. So, Saul, what are your thoughts on general censorship and changing of games based off someone's vision? The people who complain about them are not going to play the games. That's already enough. You know what? I think that's a perfect point. I, I We've mentioned Discord a couple times. So, hey, if you want to come talk to us on Discord, it's fun. We have pretty good conversations. One of the com- one of the things on Discord earlier was between World End and uh, Shuriko that we're talking about. Uh, he it was World in talking about the fact that Persona Five has got a lot of these weird, really messed up things going on in as well. So did but, Persona Four, but, but no one talks about it exactly because it's partially not a westernized game. Partially because of that, and partially because it's just a niche game in general. It's part of a niche genre. People aren't getting in arms about it in the same way because it's just the outreach is a little different. I'm not saying these games aren't important. Near Automata and Persona Five have both sold over two million units. That's a really good number for the genres. Of they're in. course, yeah, especially um, here in the West. But like, you got to think a game like Detroit can possibly sell way more. Here, here's my problem. So, but these games like The Last of Us, obviously, I don't know if you remember this. The Last of Us got a little bit of flack for its ultra violence, but never to the level. Are you talking about the new trailer? No, no, no. The original Last of Us, not I part two. Remember that the original Last of Us got a little bit of flack for people saying it was ultra violent, uh, but he was saying like, "Hey." It's a gritty, dark world. We're exploring what humans would actually do in a situation like this. And I agree. That is what humans would do. And Detroit, it's funny because there's a lot of different things about it. Like, you know, there's games that I do see that are over the top. And if you wanted to go, I don't quite understand the value in this. It's more of a worthy conversation. Like a game I brought up uh, in the Discord earlier is, uh, you remember the game called Hatred? And it was a game that yeah, everybody was flipping out on. Stick, it's a twin stick shooter about like what it, it's not about school shooting. No, I think it's just about killing innocent ba- people. But basically, it is you're just running around town, like doing super violent graphic crimes or, or acts of you know murder, murder um, like, against innocent people. That's the whole point. And, and people had uproar about that game. And while I still feel like in my heart, if that's the game they wanted to make. They should make it. And if you don't want it, don't buy it. And let the market determine what happens and if whether we see new more games like that or not. Yeah. But let that be. Don't censor this person's work. Just let it be. You don't yeah. have to support it. But you should nothing in your – there should be nothing that keeps you from being able to play a game in the way that a, the creator wanted it to be played. As long as the creator has been given the creative control, and in this case Sony's given them creative control, they should be able to put it out in the way they envisioned it. Right. There should be no censorship, and I really hope that Sony doesn't – it doesn't Sony, censor it at all, but Sony, I wonder if they're going to have to censor it in certain areas. If Sony steps in and censors this game, I'm going to lose a 
not a lot, but quite a bit of respect. Uh, I am too because they are typically a, a, they're typically a publisher, and one of the few publishers that I feel like are really they hold creative control sacredly within the within their their studios, and they want their studios to make their games because I think part of them realizes that it's these types of games that give you this. It's a business move, to be fair, but it's these type of games that go that extra mile. The Last of Us sold so much, so much. Of course, yeah, probably the best selling. If not, it was, <laughs> I think it is the best selling uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. No, but I'm talking, it, I think it's the best selling Naughty Dog game franchise. Uh, well, I think it's probably the second. I because I, I don't know the numbers exactly, but I'm pretty sure Grand Theft Auto Five is the best selling PS3, Xbox 360 game, or whatever. I'm pretty sure that that would be in a top three. I don't know, but it, it sold a lot. Don't be wrong. I think it's like around 15 million. But that's not really all that much. Skyrim sold more than that. Yeah, thanks. Skyrim sold around 50 million. Yeah, no, I'm talking about on this specific platform though, like 50 million across all platforms. Oh, but I'm yeah, talking about sure. For, but I don't like, know. But that's a good question. PS like console game. <laughs> yeah, of that, but like, I'm with specific you. console. But still, regardless of all that being said, it's that the game sold extremely well. But the game was not shy on dark content. There's a scene with, and I'm not going to get into it. If you played the game, you know. If you haven't, it's a great scene. I don't want to ruin it. There's a scene between David and Ellie that is is, is just as dark. It's worse. In a lot of ways, it is worse. Yes. It's, don't be wrong. It's implied don't be wrong. sexual. Assault. No, come on, man! Don't, you, you're giving too much. I don't think so. I mean, if you're already interested, last was I'm just saying. I'm just saying that there's. It's a, well, it's implying there's no like you'll see it. It's obviously I didn't I didn't ruin anything. But, but regardless, I mean that game was not afraid. I think a, a, another game I mentioned is Quantic Dream, same studio of the studio that's getting Heavy hassled Rain. here. Heavy Rain featured kid like, kids getting hurt and damaged and being put in precarious, harmful situations and like, technically being able to die. I'm gonna go off on a tangent. Okay, so here's the problem. First of all, you don't tell a creator of any kind, a writer, a musician, anybody, to change the work to how you like it. That is the work. If you do not like it, Agreed. shut the hell up and don't go support find it. That's something all it comes else. Don't support it. it we're right. not saying that everybody has to like everything. It's just if you don't like it, go, hey, I don't like that. Don't actively try and keep someone else from getting to play it or getting to play it in the way that you see fit. Right. And here, here's the thing that is that. You know, if I was to create a Legend of Zelda, every time I heard Link should be a female, make a female Link, I would push, that'd be one more year that you would never get a female Link. That stuff is ridiculous. The, you know, and they, of course, Link changes from game to game. And I get, like, people want to, like, females want to be included in, like, that kind of content. Fine, make a Zelda game where you play a Zelda to go save Link. Well, it hold on, hold on. I, this is one thing I'll say. A... It's about the outcries. Now, the, the fans who are just legitimately saying, hey, it'd be really cool to see a female Link one of these days, it's not impossible within the way that the Link system works. No, it I'm, talking about, be I'm talking about extremists who are like, I'll never play Zelda unless there's a female Link. I know. I I'm, 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 talking, I'm not talking about suggestions and I think, like, or suggestions. Okay, and I, wanna, I, I can agree with that. Like, you know, My you wanna, side tangent's going to go a little bit in a, in a similar direction as what I was talking about with, with Nier and kind of what you're talking about. I think that there are people just saying they would like to see Something in the game, like people being like, hey, it'd be cool. Like, hey, there's no girls in this game. But they're not making a big deal about it. And then the creator just kind of goes, huh. You know, there, there really yeah. isn't very many girls in this. See, suge- That's fine. Suggestions are different than people trying to change the like either the story or but there's flip the character sides. elements. There's flip sides because there are people that will not play games because they have girls in them. Or stuff like that. You know what I mean? I'm just, that's one example. I had a coworker who finally got past it, who wouldn't play certain games because it, you're playing as a female. 
Well, I mean, I can agree to that because I'm a guy, but that doesn't mean I'm going to tell that developer to make a man version well, of that but, game. Well, I mean, I can't agree with that. Most, some of my favorite games definitely this year have been where I, was, I played as a female. Well, see, my thing... My, so, I mean, what I'm saying is that, you know, everybody's kind of different. I'm not saying you can't not want to play as a female. It's no, a like prerogative. I, That's yeah, your deal. Like, I'm like, not mad about it. No, no, no Like, I enjoyed Nier <sighs> uh, for what I played, but like my whole thing is as immersiveness. It's it's like I can't relate to a female character because I'm not female. But it's and not about that, man. That's, that's, I mean, don't wrong. Well, no, that's see, a that's, whole separate argument. It is, I mean, this is not part of this grand topic, but I do say, like, if that's what you want it to be about, that's okay. But, I mean, ultimately, if it came down to I'm not a woman, so I can't relate to that, okay, well, you're not a killer. You weren't in the military. Can you can you watch a military movie and not relate with any of those people? No, they're humans. They still have some character no, no, traits. No, no, no. no, no. For, for me, it's like when I'm trying to get in the mind of a character and I hear exasperated cries and stuff, and it's it's a it's a, it's a voice that's not my, like not mine or even similar to mine. That's what gets me. It doesn't have anything to do with them being like. It doesn't have to. What about do, Kratos? Because I know you don't sound like Calliope. I'm talking about like RPGs and stuff. That's a hack and slash. It doesn't archaic, matter. It's story. It's story driven. It is, but like, I'm trying to think of a game. There is a one particular game, and I can't think of what, of it where I just couldn't. And there was romance in it. That's one thing uh, that I couldn't necessarily get into. The Witcher. No, no, no. It's, you played as a girl, and the romancing came as like one of the main character, like one of the main plots of the game was romance. And like Life is Strange, because you never beat it, right? No, no, it wasn't that. Uh, and even though I'm pretty sure that's like romance of the girl in that game, isn't it? It's it's weird. It could be you, whatever you, play you want. Max and Max is a girl. There's moments where you can do. You, you can experiment it's, with your. It's kind of like Mass Effect. It's kind of like you can do what you want. Uh, no, it's and it's not stuff like I have problems with. It's just like I can't get immersed uh, fully. When there is like a, ro- and I'm trying to think of what it was. It was only one game that gave me. It's not this mindset. It's just my preference. Um, I can't think of what it is. I know it was a JRPG. That's what gets me. Oh, a JRPG. That's yeah. a good. I don't know. That's a good question. But it's like there was a main romantic subplot to the game, and you had to pursue it in order to progress the game. It was just kind of like, well, like I don't normally pursue guys, so this is kind of not my jam. So Gravity I'm not play Rush? it. Nope. I'll say there was very light romance in that game. No, I mean, I'll think of it and I'll tweet it, but like that was it is like trying to romance the other sex. It's like, well, you know, like I don't have a problem with it, but it's just not something that's me. And I can't really get in that mindset to, to what game was it? it, it I'll think of it. I'll tweet it. It's really going <laughs> to bother right. me. Now. I'm not worried about it. But, but anyways, like we're going back. Okay. So we're, we're the, trying the too far off the topic. Yeah. But the extremist this fa- back in. fans who like yell, oh, don't you know, change this, change that. I'm not going to play it. Good. Don't play it. It's not your game. If you want it to change that much, you're not going to like it. Then it's not your game. You just have to come to terms with that, that it's not the game for you. Exactly. Yeah. And nothing. Okay. That's what it is. Works of art. And that's what, I mean, I am willing to say, okay, create works of creations. Right. Anyway, works of artists. There's a w- many ways you can word this, but I think creators create a piece. Right, and it's that piece up. is is up to you whether you like it as it is or exactly. not. Exactly, up it to interpretation. Not, is it not for the creator to bend the will of what they wanted to do to fit what you to bend you know to fit your will, and they shouldn't because if okay, like Yoko Tar is a perfect example. I think that by him taking some of these really weird kind of adult, dark, realistic things that people don't like to think about, they're kind of uncomfortable. But by doing that. He's like opening the door for more uncomfortable things to be talked about. And I think in some ways those doors being pushed and being open and those boundaries being pushed, which is almost every form of art exists to push boundaries. You know, that's kind of just a thing. Um, I don't think we would have seen games like Hellblade. Hellblade is a game that was like, okay, here's mental health is normally something that's very negatively stigmatized because people don't understand it. Right. 
there's been enough openings and things happening in the indie scene that we can do this and we can push that boundary and open the door for people to have a different if not even better understanding of, of a specific mental illness. Right. If we, if and we, we can push that boundary and that's not saying, see, and that again, that's a creation that they all got together. Like, this is what we want to make. This is a piece we want to make. Yeah. They didn't bend that to someone else's will. They stayed true to that vision. And that was up to them. It doesn't mean that visions can't be, what's a good word for it. They can't be tainted? not tainted. I'm saying like, they, oh, you mean like in a positive light? Yeah, they, like, they 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 can't be like revolutionary. It's not saying that that things that are this different can't be revolutionary. They can, but they shouldn't be forced. It should be naturally exactly. coming. Yeah, it should be the artist's choice. Yeah, uh, because they're making or, a character. And I feel the same way about a lot of people talk about this game. This game or movies only got white people. This game or movies only got girls. It's only got guys. It's only got. I mean, don't wrong. There's things that I get like the oversexualized woman. In video games for the longest time, I did. I was tired of that. I don't want to just keep seeing women only needing to be helped. I didn't like that in movies either. I was like, I want to see women who are strong. I, right. I like Aloy. She's not the perfect character. I like Aloy though because she's strong and she has personality. I like to be and a two because yeah. they have personalities and you see them and they're feisty and they're different. We'll see, and they, they have they have moxie is the word I like to use. They have, but there's things about the characters like Max in Life is Strange. She's not always certain of herself, but she's, but she's not always needing help. She's charismatic, exactly when she needs well, to be. There's there's a million different ways to take her, but I like that that. They've, see, that's, that's what I'm saying. That, that's one of the good things. Not that people were asking for it, but now artists are actually kind of making stories. And sometimes it's because there's females that are creating these things. And they're pushing right. forward and going, this woman doesn't just need to be in here to be a sex thing. Like, I actually, I, I really like what they've done with the Tomb Raider series and moving Laura Croft away from being the sex symbol thing that she was for games, basically. Even though they were still good games. Which was a weird time. It really was. That was in such a way that you couldn't... Crop tops? Or not crop tops, I don't know what you well, call I mean, that. Well, not even that, but, but just, like, just like the whole, like pixelation of that era is like how did you triangle get, boobies yeah like tifa from uh looks uh, super weird Fantasy seven yeah, looks big super old weird. triangles but um <laughs> no like people they'll say they'll often claim too when you try to defend the extremist or when you're trying to oppose the extremist they'll say oh you're sexist it's like i'm not sexist you just shouldn't tell somebody how to change a game that's not a suggestion you're like you're forcing it and then you have a negative attitude if they don't do it like you have to understand that that's not how this should work and that's not how this should work either because people will say oh well you're just sexist you can't play as a girl telling that to the guy who has a platinum in hellblade and in horizon obviously that's not the case it's just i can't feel 100 percent immersed as a female that i do as a male not sexist and some of that also does depend on the story they're trying to tell because i don't think that which is what i was saying is that this is a romance yeah, story specifically I in horizon there was never a moment where i was like this doesn't even matter that she's a girl yeah, like she, like, that's just her character. It could have been and like, nothing in that game is really so far out to where it's like they tried playing so hard on the fact that she was a girl. She just happened to be a girl. Was a great character, right? And, and like, they just pushed through the, the story. Hellblade, yeah, like Hellblade did not have like yeah, it, it had, had romance, but it wasn't. It didn't. But it was like distressed you. romance, too. yeah. And it was like it wasn't you trying to romance someone. I get exactly. that. I get where you're coming from. I, it's I'm not you trying to romance somebody, but you were experiencing the romance they had already been part of. I'm with you. I I understand, see, even if I fine. don't completely agree. I, that may not be my feelings, but that's I good. That's good storytelling. That's this is coming from a dude who read Twilight. Um, but it's kind of like it's one of those things. I mean, yeah, that was a terrible novel. Um, <laughs> I was in high school, so I can't. But it's it's one of those things that's to me is not my jam. But I don't protest against it. And here's the exactly. thing. Here is the biggest issue. I am ninety nine percent sure that this game's gonna be ready to end. 
The big issue here for people to say, oh, the children, what? stop buying your 16-year-olds, 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds, whatever you're mad about, M-rated games. Have you seen what they the argument was? They are 17 yet? for a reason. They're saying it's going to it's gonna fetishize and trivialize the, the No, I've seen it and it abuse. makes me mad because I guarantee you the same reporters reporting on that, the same people writing that, the same people who thought that in their minds have watched Game of Thrones, they have watched All these things that do the same thing. That is, that Vikings, is, perfect example, and, and I don't watch Vikings, so this isn't from a personal experience, but World's End was talking about it. Vikings shows a dead baby. Just sitting there in, in, amongst a sea of dead bodies. And, and I mean, like, how is it, that any different? Be- and it doesn't even have to be. There's a children's movie where in the first ten minutes, a a, a thirteen year old or fourteen year old boy gets hanged. You know what movie that is? Pirates of the Caribbean three. Oh yeah, I yeah. do remember that. And it's like that's a Disney movie. It's like people, you like when when we grew up, it was so different. It was such a different time because in, in, now in positive and negative ways. Yeah, and it was it, just it's, outrage, it's almost like outrage it's slash culture. PC culture. It's yeah. kind of what people call you know. I get the outrage culture. That it really is a thing. You just see something and you get outraged and you want to change it. There's right. a difference. Perfect example, like we were talking about. You don't always do. You don't want to change stuff. Okay, perfect example. I don't like Call of Duty World War Two. Right. But and no, I'm not going to say I don't protest it. But the difference is that like regardless of my protesting state, it's like. I don't have to protest the game because I just don't like it. I can say I don't like it, and I can use this as a platform to say, hey, I don't like it, I prefer Infinite Warfare, but I'm not actively encouraging people not to buy it. Yeah, you know? and it's like I've literally seen, and this has become such a meme lately, But or I say lately, it's more in the past three years, but like the whole, the whole thing was Zelda. It's just like, stop trying to force anybody to change just just the gender gender because you don't want to play as it or because you think that it would be stronger as a female like i get your concerns and that's fine i could not care less if i read your comments online and miyamoto probably wouldn't either because the eastern culture is so different it's like you're you're speaking through a tunnel that nobody's going to hear except other people who just want to get outraged with you Eastern culture and video games, they do not care at all what Westerners think. Like, do you think that, like, if, if someone said, and it became a big old outrage group, that they wouldn't want to play near because you could see panties, do you think Yoko Taro would care in the slightest? No. no. So, like, here's my, my, my thing is, is that you have, think of the children, think of, like, mental health people, like, look... If you are mentally unstable, chances are you're not going to be able to spend your time through Detroit and take anything negative away from it because you're already mentally unstable. There's and a lot of arguments about it. That it's it's a nuanced argument for, for a lot of reasons, but I think it does come down to censorship and where you stand on it. The people were asking for the game to be censored. I disagree. No, don't, don't censor. And the I game. hope that Sony doesn't even budge a little bit. I don't want. I mean, I, I don't want to see it. Anywhere. The only time I want to see it censored is if the game cannot legally release in the in the country be without censorship, which has happened, which well, happens every now and, and then. And that's and that's and I think but Australia that's, but has that's within, Detroit, but that's also within normal reasons. You know, right? Games have done that for a long time. They had to edit the beginning of Call of Duty War, Modern Warfare Two for a lot of countries because of oh, because the, the airplane, the, yeah. no Russians. So thing. it's it's one of those things where they have to change things around. But as long as it's only in the pursuit of making sure the game still gets released and they can make back money, that should be it. There should be no censorship otherwise. It, right. Not just because there's an outrage culture around it. But Saul, this episode's gone on a little longer than I expected it to. Is there anything else you would like? I wasn't even halfway through my tangent. <laughs> oh, Lord, really? Uh, yeah, like, I, it just really... Well, okay, but there's no point of giving... There, there, there is none. It's just basically, stop being mad at developers because they're not going to listen to you. And if they do, 
that's a developer that automatically loses my respect. I it's agree. Just, I agree. You know, if it's suggestions, well, it's fine. not a developer; it's a creator. If you, as that a creator, too, yeah. bend to the will of someone who's just complained at you, I, you've lost my respect. But if, if it's, it's if it derails from your original vision, now there's, again, the difference if is if someone goes, "Hey, you know, what if that character was a girl?" and you go, oh, "You know, I didn't think about any of the characters being girl." And they're right. like. You know what? I've got an idea for a character that's a girl that would fit perfectly in this, and they just add it. Cool. Well, see, like I, whatever. I read, I read a really cool story about like if instead of making a female Link, they just made a Zelda game where she uses her powers, her magic, and can transform a Sheik and stuff, and then save Link would be super but, duper you, cool. But you know what the outrage culture would say? Why couldn't she have been the? Why couldn't she have been the 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 hero of? Uh, of, of time of legend or whatever? Where it's it's the the what's what's the thing where every time even when link changes it's because he's a line of uh prophecy he's like the hero of prophecy it's prophesied oh, that he'll, and if, it, if it changes to that you're just wasting air because i ain't listening to you like seriously the, oh the, i agree like, but i'm just like saying that's, that's cool that's where the arguments always end up and then like you have like like you know samus i've heard people say like oh samus should be a dude no what she I think it's should so funny not. about the samus thing is no one even knew she was a girl for the longest time yeah and it's like and then it goes oh wait She's a girl? Yeah. Like, like yeah, you, did, you didn't care when back, you were playing the game and liked it, huh? Back, back around Metroid Prime Hunters, and this is, com- or Metroid Hunters. I don't think it's called Metroid Prime Hunters. I think it's just Metroid It's Metroid Hunters. Prime Hunters. Is it? The, the DS um, one? Yeah. Yes. People were, it's part of the Metroid Prime people, series. I remember, because I used to browse GameSpot forums like crazy back then. Um, people were so mad that Samus was the girl, and I think all the, the other three bounty hunters were all men, even though they're alien races, sure, it doesn't even sure, matter. Yeah. It's like... Samus has always been a girl since like what the eighties, and she's and the main are, character, which is already a feat. Main character, it's like she does well as like who she is because I don't think her gender really comes into that kind of role prominently in any really in real form. Um, See, Samus all, is think, a perfect example of a cool female character, even though they don't do characterization much on her because they don't do a lot. You know, it's like it's I mean, more about think, what she goes through. You don't, don't, there's not a lot of dialogue in those. I, games, I don't think know? her gender has ever been. Um, important to her I, role. Oh, no, I, 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 um, I agree. I mean, if it has, I definitely didn't know, but it's like... To be fair, works, I haven't played every, every Metroid game. I do want to say that. I've, it's a series I, I, I like. I have but played I, like four or three, but it's like she works perfectly fine as a female, and that's the thing. It's like, she doesn't need to be a man. Stone, don't make her a man. She works perfectly fine. And it's, it's just one of those things that bothers me. It's like, don't try to... Unless it's actual heartfelt criticism... And you're not just jumping on a hate train. Like maybe, maybe somebody would say, Link and would you're look not better. expecting anything from the criticism. Yeah, that's that's a that's a big point too. A lot of people say these things and they expect it. We want change, or we're not supporting it. Yeah, most of these people probably aren't going to buy the game anyway, so it's pointless. They're that's probably not going to play whole, it. That was my. They whole have intro a complaint point. about something. Yeah, they they have a complaint about something that in the long run they're not even going to see the rest of the experience and know how it plays out games, to be able to accurately give you an opinion. Yeah, and video games have always been made out to be. The bad guys, and then like there's a Law and Order SVU or SUV. It's, it's snap judgment episode. decisions. The, yeah. It's snap judgment outrage. It's yeah. exactly what people it is. look at the game. They're like, oh, you can be a child abuser. You can save a child from an abuser, and then or you all can of a fail sudden, to save. But that's the other important part here. You are not actively playing the person who kills the child. Exactly. Your You're either protecting or failing to protect. And I yeah. think there's a lot of emotional pull with that. And I've said before, literally, as soon as that scene was done in PGW, and that, and I was driving my car, and I had to stop and pull over. They started showing it, and I was like, What? And I was sitting there, and as soon as it was done, I literally mouth open. I was like, Damn, that looks good. And I was like, I just can't control. Like, I couldn't even contain it. It just looked so good. Yeah, and like, it's just to think that that. That what I saw, the little bit that I saw there could be changed from the time the game releases, it just makes me sad. And I, I, yeah, I stand, I trust that Sony will not let anything happen. And, to the and game, see, but. I, I understand for like Australia, you know, I think that that, that problem lies within their government and not, you know, Sony. And Sony is forced to change it. 
you obviously can't change a game from one region to another. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, but see, it's just, it irritates me because it's like, don't try to change someone's vision. They worked hard on this. Their life went into this. That's not something you have the authority to try to yeah. change. But there all is you, a, all you are, you're a consumer of the, right. You know, and, you, and then see the people like this though, they're not even the consumers. They're just people well, who want to be mad. And I mean, I'm using consumer or, 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 in, the, well, in the more literal sense. Like articles. you're consuming yeah. the art or the piece yeah. or whatever it is, not as just necessarily you're spending your money, but it doesn't matter how you got around it. You are consuming what they're putting out. It's not for you to say, but we've kind of talked in circles on that. So, so I think it's about time to live in the episode. I'm hungry. I'm going to go make cheese trace, mac and grilled move cheese. Move a truck. So, Gonna have fun, but you're all gonna have fun. Your 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 work never ends. My work never ends. So so uh, thank you for another episode, and then we will be back you next guys week with our with full uh, thirty on. episode th- or say next week uh, we'll be up when it, <laughs> episode thirty eight will be a normal episode. That's the easiest way to put it. Yeah. So, so anything else you'd like to add? If you guys have liked this format, let us know in the comments below. I started um, doing a bonus episode every month to make sure we kind of get like one that, of these. Yeah, where we can just ramble on about things without any structure, and uh, don't forget to join our Discord. Um, I'm trying to think of an easy way. I know that people don't always use Twitter. We may have to start putting a Discord invite link in the description I will do that in YouTube. Yeah, I'll do that. But it's literally us just kind of hanging out, and I may not always get to reply back because I'm at work or I'm either getting ready for bed or I'm eating. But it's more but than just us. There's I other always people. read it. You can communicate with other with other listeners, and that's Which always fun too. Sharika and Wolden do always, and it's always yep. interesting to read their conversations because so. it's just an easy way to talk to us and hang out. All right, well, to wrap the show up, you can find us on Twitter at Triangle SQRD. You can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Nartech Gaming, which is cool. Still happy about that. Oh, yeah. And you can email us anytime you want at Triangle Squared Podcast, exactly spelled the way it sounds, at gmail.com. We will see you next time. And I, if you're going to PSX, will see you there. If you want to meet up, just uh, hit up our Twitter. Let me know where you're going to be. We can figure out a way to meet up. Uh, There's a couple people we're planning on doing that with. Uh, I'll so be there Saul, in spirit. You'll be there in spirit. Yeah. Uh, we got some fun videos. I think we're going to go ahead and try and put take, up. Take my cap. Oh, I know. I don't think we're going to do that at all. I look so dumb. All right. So thanks. Bye guys.